Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. A bunch of different celebrities were asked uh, why they never had kids, why they didn't want to be mom and dads. Not all celebs are Nick Cannon, you know, <laughs> making babies all over the place. There's a whole bunch of different reasons, but I thought Seth Rogen's was the best. He says, <laughs> people describe having kids as like uh, brief glimmering moments of beauty amongst a sea of pain. Whereas not having kids is just lovely all the time. <laughs> you know, uh, I was thinking about this when, when Maria was away in the summer for the two weeks and I was on my own. Uh, not that I want to be on my own, but boy, the, the idea of not having to be responsible or answer to anyone or anything about anything. Right. Is Kind of alluring. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially when you're, you know, when you've been in a marriage or a relationship or you've got a family and everything is always kind of hectic and crazy and here and there. When you get these odd moments, and I had two weeks of it and uh, (laughs) was very content through the whole thing. Um, Yeah, just that idea of coming and going as you please. Right. I think, yes, obviously in short spurts it has its appeal. Um, and, uh, and, you know, a couple of weeks here or there, I think, I think the idea for many is they see their, uh, parents uh, as one passes and the other see, you're, you're worried they're extremely lonely mm. or they're going to be lonely. Yeah. Like when you're away for hockey and stuff, like I, if I were you and maybe you do and you just don't want to admit it, I'd be throwing myself on that bed in the hotel room, giddy with excitement. <laughs> the TV's mine, the shower's oh, mine, yeah. I can do whatever the hell I want, and I could have a pizza at 3 a.m. and yeah. nobody can comment or say anything. There, There is, I mean, I am busy, but there is a contentness to it when you get into the hotel. Let's go with that. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm so busy. Oh, yeah. and going like, out for dinners here and going to meetings there. <laughs> Quickly, yeah. So busy. The problem with Ottawa is because the rink is like 40 minutes from downtown, mm-hmm. is that you got to go back and forth a couple of times. It just, you take up time. Isn't and, there hotels out near the, uh. There are, but it's, it's, it's kind of, it, it's like staying in Richmond Hill. There's just nothing around when there's. But you're so busy. Yeah, exactly. Well, do you need anything around? Well, you want to go out for dinner. Oh. And, and, and a Big Mac isn't good enough for you. <laughs> no, of course oh, not. No, not with your hockey guys. <laughs> Gotta have the best wines and steaks. It is a, it's a, it's a, it's a price that we all have to pay. Craig. I know it's not easy being you. Um, but no, but it, it, yeah, certainly when you, when you're checking in, you, you first flop in there and you get a king size bed all to yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is all right. You know, I don't know that, you know, uh, yeah, being on your own all the time, you know, you, taking vacations and all that would be weird unless you had a, a group of buddies who are also single and you could go on like golf trips with or. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm sure there are moments. It is funny, though, and I guess I kind of just felt it or learned it over the time I was a- alone a lot traveling back and forth and staying at my brother-in-law's. Um, I'm, I'm really OK being by myself. Yeah. Some people can't stand it. I'm, I'm, I'm still adjusting. Really? Yeah. Eh? Still, like one thing, going, going to eat restaurants on your own. Yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, I, I usually have work with me, so I just, you know. Cause you're so busy, wink, wink, wink. <laughs> hey, there's a lot to memorize there. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out names and numbers and <laughs> sort them all out. Guys are changing numbers, names uh-huh. without vowels in them. It's not easy. <laughs> and so I find it easier to have, go and sit and have a bite when I've got something to read or, yeah. or you know, occupy me. If I'm just sitting there alone mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just staring out the window, I think 
be kind of awkward. I went to a movie once on my own when I was traveling back and forth, and I and I did it because I just wanted to see. Well, what's this experience like? And and going in and buying your ticket and getting your little thing of popcorn and sitting there by yourself, it was a little odd. Kind of feels like you're being judged. Yeah, a little bit. Right. Plus, it was a porn. <laughs> I thought if I'm going to go to a movie by myself, it should be a porn. Elf turns 20 this year. Wow. Yeah. And I will say something shocking. I think that it is uh, replacing... National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as my go-to when we set up our tree. Really? Uh, we have watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation religiously every year, forever and ever, it seems. We'd go cut down our tree. We'd bring it home. We'd argue about setting it up. We'd argue during the setting of it up, and then we would uh, argue <laughs> over dinner, and then we would finally stop speaking to each other, all of us, so we could sit through National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But I will say this about that movie, because I've seen it so many damn times, as so many of us have. I always feel every year like about three-quarters of the way through it loses its steam. Gotcha. Not as funny as it is out of the gate. Right. Whereas Elf is gold from beginning to end. I agree. Yeah. It's wow. Very good. Write this date down. Yes. Um, and 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 um, is it is it the start of the? I want to say the 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 tobogganing scene or the mm. end of the tobogganing scene where it's got that really stupid edit. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole that, scene you can tell has been slid into the movie. It's right. terrible. Yeah. But then Eddie at the end, you know, that it just a horrible line. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It, and at it, that point, I think I, I, I get frustrated at it. There's that. And I, and I, and I hate the singing of the national anthem or whatever they do at the right. end. Oh yeah. It, 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 that, that part drives me crazy. But uh, Elf is gold. So with that, um, some Elf fun facts for you. Will Ferrell wasn't the first choice to play Buddy the Elf. The script was written all the way back in 1993 in Jim Carrey. Okay. But he dropped out sometime during the decade it took to get it made. Buddy was originally written as a darker character. Director John Favreau wasn't really interested until it was rewritten to be more family-friendly. Buddy's costume was based on the outfits the elves wore in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay. The cotton balls Buddy eats in the doctor's office are actually undyed cotton candy. <laughs> All right. Makes and, sense. And John Favreau, by the way, is the doctor in that scene, too. That's right, right yeah. And Will Ferrell really did eat. All that sugar, including the maple syrup-coated spaghetti and candy. Of course he did. <laughs> Buddy's fight with the fake Santa played by Artie Lang was done in one take because it took the art department weeks to decorate the department store, and Favreau told them to just go nuts and wreck it. <laughs> and uh, Will turned down a reported $29 million to make a sequel. Really? Because he was worried it would suck and people would accuse him of doing it just for the money. I but don't disagree with that. James Kahn, who played his dad, says the real reason was because Will and Favreau did not get along. Oh. I could get along for $29 million. <laughs> <laughs> You could do a lot of biting of the tongue oh, yeah. during those scenes. I fake getting along with you every day for a hell of a lot less. <laughs> oh, the misery. 
Imagine Dragons and Enemy. Everybody wants to be my enemy. Right. Paranoid much? <laughs> think a lot of yourself. I don't think I have. Not off the top of my head. I don't believe I have any actual enemies. Hmm. Um, well, I mean, it's not like a Batman villain situation, no. Outside I'm sure the there's guy. people who don't like you. That's not I'm possible. sure there are. That's not possible. <laughs> I am a ray of sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's your pal, it's Greg and Lucky, 511. It's a cold one this morning. You have to let the car warm up. This is the time of year that uh, Mother Nature is a tad confused because we're two for a high today and maybe some... Uh, the F word, flurries, maybe some rain showers, and then tomorrow up to 10, and then we drop off over the weekend. Although the weekend is looking decent, four for both Saturday and Sunday, and sun cloud mix. I've got some sort of issue with my um, my wiper, uh, windshield wiper fluid, where the nozzle that's supposed to hit my window mm. actually is now shooting like right over top of the car. Oh, so it's misaligned <laughs> it's, somehow. Uh, somehow, I don't know if there's some dirt or something's gotten in yeah. there, but it is, uh, I'm pretty sure I, I sprayed my entire driveway this morning. But, but my technique of getting in when it's just a little frosty mm-hmm. and, uh, and just spraying it, hammering it with fluid in the wipers until it dissipates itself is, uh, is severely hampered by this problem. I'm to the point of the year where I'll have to set my alarm for five to ten minutes earlier so that I can have the car do its warm-up session. Right. Because I like to... Uh, to sit in my hallway and look at my phone while it warms up for five, eight minutes and get rid of all that frost. One of these cars have a, a remote starter? No, neither of them. No. I, we had one in, uh, I had put one in the Jeep, uh, an aftermarket one, and I was told it worked for a while and then it screwed with all my electrical. Yeah, and I've I heard that issue. That, uh, any aftermarket car starters, um, they're no good. Now, the, I, I lie, the Volkswagen has, um, uh, a remote start in it. That is true. But I don't like it because it, it will only bring the car to a certain temperature and it'll only warm it up for like 10 minutes and then it shuts off. Right. Whereas the old one in the Jeep, the aftermarket one, if when I went in the house at night, I could crank all the dials to hot. Yeah. Hit the button in the morning. I could let that bad boy run for as long as I wanted to. When I came out after taking a shower and getting dressed, it was like a sauna around my car. Yeah. Because it would not uh, shut down or turn down. I'm sure with emissions and stuff, they probably don't want things idling forever anymore. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, at least that would, you think that would get the chill out of it. By the time you, if you go back in, it started again, it would at least warm up very quickly at that point. You would think so. Yeah, yeah. But I just... uh I if you've got like heated it. seats, those would all be nice and toasty for you. I feel like I peed myself when I'm sitting on those. Yeah, I know. I, the, um, the heated steering wheel is a hell of an option. Like, when you've got that, oh, my goodness. It's yeah, great. for our treacherous eight-minute drive. I know. We're so spoiled. <laughs> this is true. But it is a nice option. I um, No, I've, I've always gone with the just let it sit up there, and I start it so it's running, and I crank all the heat, and I, then I go back in the house, and I, I have a scotch. <laughs> a cigar <Warm> yourself. Yeah. <laughs> a cigar and a scotch just to get the uh, take the edge off the morning. I just I I get it. It's cold and 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 that happens. It's part of living where we do. I just I I don't look forward to the days where like I have to scrape just to get into my car. There's the frozen door like problem. The frozen door <laughs> issue and I've had that for some time. 
And I think uh, I think our our buddy Jeff the mechanic told uh, told me at one point like just even take some like kitchen olive oil and just whatever to the gaskets of the car. Oh yeah, and give those a little <laughs> little rub down just to make sure that they're not sticking to each other. Oh, okay. Early on, but I'm sure there's some sort of uh, mechanical fluid you could use to that. WD-40 or something. Speaking of Jeff the Mechanic, if you took your car to him to have that uh, wiper washer thing yeah. fixed, it would be about $1,400. Oh. <laughs> You're setting his prices down. He's, he's getting ready to retire, so he's really <laughs> looking to make a buck. I cannot believe that this uh, celebrity would have been on anybody's radar for the People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. We were talking about it yesterday. We were going over some... Sexiest Man Alive fun facts. And we were all waiting with anticipation for Jimmy Kimmel to announce this year's People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive. And it's Patrick Dempsey. McDreamy. Yeah, from Grey's. Uh, I don't know. He's 57 years old, and that's fine. It means I still have a chance. <laughs> you share uh, the uh, the long gray locks with yeah. him as well. Yeah. We don't share the same bank account. No. Anyhow, he says uh, he's glad it happened to him at this point. It's nice to have the recognition, and certainly my ego takes a little bump. He says his uh, he was completely shocked when he first found out, then he started to laugh, and, of course, he fully expects his children to make fun of him, pick on him, and figure out every reason why I shouldn't be People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. My first reaction was, like, why? Like, yeah. it, where has he been? But I guess he's got a new movie coming out called Ferrari, which okay. he does a lot of the driving in. And uh, so maybe that's a plug to that. I don't know. Yeah, I, he first, I think, arrived on the scene in the 80s, and he was doing, like, John Hughes-type teen comedy films. And I remember seeing him in a few things. Um, but he was always kind of that awkward guy, you know? He, I guess as a younger man, he... Because for a lot of fellas, we, I say this of myself, we really do uh, grow into ourselves later in life. <laughs> when we're young, we're just gangly and odd and weird, and we look like that blowing big balloon guy at the uh, car dealerships. We're just all heads and arms. And, right. And uh, so he played kind of that uh, Michael Anthony Hall role, you know, that kind of uh, geeky, nerdy guy in a lot of films. And then, of course, you see what happened to Michael Anthony Hall. Or Anthony Michael, Michael Hall, Hall yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy, he went like it's on some sort of a tear working out. Now mm -hmm. he's all big and bulked. And and I guess Patrick Dempsey, you know, eventually became Dr. McDreamy. And all the ladies had a thing for him. Right. And uh, now he's got, got this title. I don't know what comes with it. Like a crown and a cape or something. I'm not sure. Probably a copy of the magazine. Yeah, framed and that's it. Well, I guess people in, in of a certain age range would know Patrick Dempsey and would be the same age range of people who still buy magazines. <laughs> True. True. You know. <laughs> I often look when I'm walking through Shoppers Drug Mart to go get my pills. Uh -huh. I, I, I walk by the big section of books and magazines, and I think this is a lot of floor space. Yeah. Like, and, I and, never and see anybody buying them. Who's still buying them? I know... It, I think around Christmas time we usually get something for like a gift for someone, right? But usually older, like my mother or mother-in-law, mm. who still enjoy you know fingering through the magazine kind of thing. But and when you see the price of them, 
Yeah, it's crazy. Like, holy cow. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, I, at Christmas, uh, for a long time, people used to come out with their, like, top stories of the year yeah. in a special edition. and Influencers. I, that yeah, that would end up being in, like, Maria's so stocking is, again, something to flip through when we were doing the panic drive from Windsor to Brampton to get back for Christmas lunch. Not that I'm angry or anything. Um, <laughs> You're still holding any bitterness towards no. that. But I, uh, but yeah, I mean, I have spent uh, quite a bit of time, you know, in that area flipping through books and magazines while I'm waiting for my pills. That's also where the uh, lotto uh, ticket checker is. Gotcha, yes. Which never works for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever works for me. If you're out uh, having some food with a friend and somebody snags a fry or something off your plate, is that cool? Or uh, are you about ready to get rid of that friend? Mm. Half of us would be annoyed if a friend snags something off our plate without at least asking. And I think that's, yeah, at least if you say, hey, can I have a fry? Right. Yeah, but usually if they're asking, they were already reaching. Mm. Hey, can I try one of those? And you feel like a jerk if you say no. Right. It's the old thing about uh, when you go out on a date and... uh the woman just says, I'll have a salad. Yeah. <laughs> and then she ends up eating half the food off your plate. Uh, fries are the number one food we don't want to share. Then we don't want to share uh, pizza. We don't want to share ice cream and chocolate. One in ten say they won't share under any circumstance. Many would rather buy someone their own food than share with them. Okay. I can see that. The pizza one I find interesting though, because that seems like a very shareable food. It's like nachos. <laughs> like you, you grab a pizza and say, "No, nobody touched that." Mm. We also uh, found out that uh, people regularly have food envy, where you wish you'd ordered what someone else had got. Yes, right. Seen that a few times. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when you go to a place and, and there's a few things on the menu that you'd like to try. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, man, I really wish I'd ordered that one. <laughs> the only real trick I think I've learned when it comes to restaurants is uh, if you go to a steakhouse, don't order their pasta option. Right, yes. Or if Stick you Stick with what they they know, what yeah. they're good at. Or if you go to uh, an Italian place, don't order their hamburger. Right. Stick with what they know. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, be careful if somebody... Uh, if uh, you go to reach uh, off food off of somebody else's plate, you might be ending a relationship. People wow. do not like it. I mean, we learned from Joey about sharing the food. That's why you won't go out with her again? So she took some fries. Big deal. Hey, hey, look. It's not about a few fries. It's about what the fries represent. What? All food. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, I can't believe I set you up with such a monster. Hey, 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 look. I take a girl out. She can order whatever she wants. The more, the better. All right? Just don't order a garden salad and then eat my food. That's a good way to lose some fingers. Dragon Lucky. Weekday mornings on 94.9 The Rock. Rock mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.